Well, good morning and welcome to Gateway City Church Online. Thank you so much for joining us here today. I hope you're having a great morning and I hope this past week has been a great week for you and for your family uh, and at your job, whether you're working from home or you're, you're still driving to the office. I hope that everything has been going well and I pray that the same continues as you go into a brand new week this week. Well, last week we talked about fear and we said that we were going to be beginning a brand new three-week series called Why Worry? And so today we're beginning that series and we're going to be talking about worry. You know, worry, worry, worry. And, and I think it's a good topic because everybody has something that they worry about. And I think that because of the current state of, of what's happening within the world, within our country, I believe that more people are more worried than they've ever been before. And so I think it's a good thing to talk about. And, and really, because there's different types of people, there's different levels of worry. For instance, there's some of you that are watching today where you don't worry about a thing. In fact, your husband or wife is worried about you because you don't worry about anything. And they just want you to worry about something. They want you to worry about anything. Make them feel a little bit better about themselves. And, and if that's you where you don't worry about anything, I guess you could just kind of chill out through today's message, which you would probably do anyway, and then your husband or your wife could just wake you up after the message and tell you that it's time to go eat lunch. But uh, that's one end of the spectrum. And then there's the other end of the spectrum where you worry about everything. And it's like God has just given you the spiritual gift of worry. And you worry about everything, but, but you worry about everything, but it drives you crazy, and you try not to worry. You've tried to worry less, but, but as you've probably come to realize, that trying to worry less is like trying to go to sleep at night. It's like, I'm trying to go to sleep, I'm trying to go to sleep, and the more I try to go to sleep, the more I stay awake. And the more you try to worry less, it's like the more that you actually worry. And then there's people that just kind of fall right there in the middle. And, and, but what I've seen is that within, in the light of everything that's kind of going on around the world and within our country with COVID-19 and unemployment and, and, and education and, and finances, uh, like it's, and just with social distancing with church, people who don't normally worry are actually beginning to worry, or maybe they've already begun to worry. And so for the next few weeks, we're going to talk about worry. And, and more specifically, we're going to open up God's Word, and we're going to look at what Jesus has to say about worry. Because what Jesus has to teach about worry is actually really incredible. And I believe that if we can embrace His teaching, we can embrace this way of thinking, this way of living, I believe that it will really knock our worry level down significantly. And here's what Jesus teaches about worry. Just the bottom line, right out of the gate. It's, it's, it's really amazing. And he defines the problem so clearly that you and I could probably just kind of come up with the answer on our own, but we're going to talk about it. But here's what Jesus teaches about worry. Here's the bottom line. Jesus says this. He says, what you are devoted to will determine what you worry about. What you are devoted to will determine what you worry about. In other words, the thing that you worry about most is probably tied to the thing that gets the most of your devotion. The thing that you worry about most is probably the thing that you are most devoted to. Now, we really don't think about it in that way because worry for us is, is, is kind of an emotional thing. And so we try to handle our worry just really a lot of times just purely through emotion. But Jesus says, I kind of want to take away the mystery of it. And, and I want to take away the emotion behind of it. And he says, listen, he says, if you want to know what is driving your worry, you have to identify the point of your greatest devotion. You know, let me illustrate it this way. Uh, you know, and, and I hope this doesn't offend anybody and you would probably prefer to not hear a pastor say this, you know, but this is just between you and me. So don't tell anybody else that I said this, but I really don't worry about your job. I don't. And I hope that doesn't offend you. But, but here's the thing. Let me say this. I don't, I've never really worried about your job because I'm not devoted to your job. 
Now, if you were to come, you know, if you were to come to me and tell me, or if you were to like send me an email or whatever and tell me that you had just lost your job or that your your company was downsizing, I would care very deeply. And I would have concern and I would have compassion and, and, and we would pray about it and we would talk about it. But at the end of the day, when I go home, I'm probably not going to lie in my bed and stay awake at night just worried and lose sleep over your job because I've never really devoted myself to your job. And while we're just confessing things, I've never really, I've never really worried about your kids' grades. You know, I mean, I, I've never, you know, you know, now if you were to come to me and tell me that your kid was flunking out of school, I would care. I would have compassion. I would show concern. We'd pray about it. But, but at the end of the day, I'm not sitting in my house worried about your kid's grades because I've never devoted myself to making sure that your kids did well in school. And here's the point I'm trying to make. I'm just, is that my worry, the things that I worry about, they're tied to the things that I am most devoted to. And Jesus teaches us that the things that we worry about, they reflect our core devotions. And so here's a question for you. If you shifted your devotion, what would happen to your worry? What would happen to your worry if you shifted your devotion? That's an amazing thought. And what Jesus has to teach us about worry, it's, it really is, it's brilliant. And so we're going to talk about it for the next couple of weeks. And, and I just wanted to give you the destination right up front because I think it's just that good and it's just that profound. And as we open up the Bible into Matthew chapter 6, verse 24 is where we're going to be beginning today. When Jesus decided to start teaching people on worry, guess which topic he launched it with? Jesus launched the topic of worry by talking about money. Now, let me just say this right out of the gate. This is not a series on money. It's not a series on giving. But, but I think that Jesus' starting point is really interesting because whenever we look at the concerns and the worries of our culture today, I would say that money is one of the number one concerns that we all have. I mean, you look across America. I mean, and yes, people are concerned with COVID-19 and they're concerned with their health. But a massive topic that we're walking through right now is the reopening of businesses and unemployment because people are concerned about their finances, and rightfully so. But very often, we have this tendency to think that if we run out of money, we've all of a sudden run out of life. You know, no money, no life. And so very often, we can become more concerned about money than we can about our life. And now I'll have to admit, that's another conversation for another day, and maybe we'll get to that. But as Jesus begins his teaching about worry, he starts it off by talking about money. He's like, all right, let's talk about worry, and let's start Let's start, by, let's start talking about worry by talking about the thing that you worry about most, most of the time. And he says this in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. He says that no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and you will love the other, or you will be devoted. Not the word devoted, you're going to keep hearing that today and throughout this series. He says you'll be devoted to one and despise the other. And we're like, what are you, what are you talking about, Jesus? And then he finally says it. He says that you cannot serve both God and and money. Now something to note that the word for money in the Greek is the word mammon. And the word mammon literally translated into English just means stuff. And so Jesus is literally saying you cannot serve God and, ser and serve your stuff at the same time. You can't be fully devoted to God and be fully devoted to your stuff at the same time. And you and I are sitting here thinking that, all right, well, you know, I can't serve God and I can't serve my stuff at the same time, but I love God and I love my stuff, so what, am I, so, so what am I supposed to do? And Jesus is saying, like, I get it. I get it that your stuff is important, but at the end of the day, when it all shakes out, 
one or the other has to have the majority of your devotion. And so, and what I love about Jesus is he just doesn't leave it there. He actually, as he moves on, he actually gets into the heart of what he's really wanting to teach us. And he continues in verse 25 by saying this. He says, therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat and what you will drink or about your body, what you will wear. Jesus is saying, look, I know what you worry about. You know, what, what, what are we going to eat? Because in Jesus' day, in this culture for the people in this day, that's a real worry. What am I going to eat today? What am I going to wear today? And Jesus says, look, I know what you worry about most, but I'm trying to tell you, you don't have to worry about that. And if he were addressing us today, you know, he would probably say it a little bit different because our culture today in America is really different than the culture that Jesus was speaking into in that moment. And if Jesus was talking to us in this moment directly, he would probably say, you know, like, don't worry about, about being able to retire right now. You know, don't, don't worry about whether or not your kid gets into the school that they, that they, that they really want to get into. You know, don't worry about, about whether or not you're going to be single for the rest of your life. He would probably say, like, don't, don't, worry about, don't worry about your job. Don't worry about whether or not you're going to get to keep your job. Don't worry about your industry. He would say, don't worry about your health. He would say, don't worry about your, your life. And I think it's important to note that Jesus isn't saying that these things are not important. That's not, it, that's not it at all. In fact, it's the very opposite. Jesus knows that these issues that we face are extremely important, and he knows that there's a level of uncertainty attached to each one of these things, especially within the current climate of our culture. But Jesus is saying that there is a way to face the uncertainty of tomorrow without being consumed by worry for it today. Jesus says that whenever you come to your, come to, whenever you approach your life, however you define life, I'm telling you that you don't have to worry about it. And if you're anything like me, you're, you're sitting there thinking, well, like Jesus, that's really easy to say and, and a lot harder to do. So you're going to have to keep helping us out. And, and he goes on and he asks this question in verse 25. He says, is life not more important than food and the body more important than the clothes. He's trying to lift our eyes and he's trying to shift our focus away from the things that you and I have the tendency to hyper-focus on. You know, the 401k and the job and the marriage and the, the, you know, do I get into this school? He's trying to lift our eyes and shift our focus away from the things that we hyper-focus on because we can get so hyper-focused on these things that it causes us to worry. And Jesus is saying, hey, for just a moment, I want you to lift your eyes. I want you to shift your focus. I want you just to pull back and get a look at the bigger picture. Because isn't, isn't life about more than just retirement? Whenever you think about retirement, is that really what life is all about? And I think if we were to pull back, we'd have to say no. Like We, we get it that life is, a, life is, a, is about a lot more than just, just retiring. You know, the, Jesus is saying that there's, is, is not life, is there not more to life than just whether or not you get into the school of your choice, we'd, and we, if we pull back, we'd have to say, like, no, life is bigger than that. It's bigger than that. And Jesus is simply saying that, okay, if that's not what life is all about, I just want you to pull back for a moment. And I'm just trying to help you not worry. I'm trying to teach you how to not worry about these things. And he says this in verse 26. He says, look at the birds of the air. Now, and if you're anything like me, when Jesus says that, my response is going to be immediately, especially with everything we're walking through now, my response is going to be, are you kidding me, Jesus? Look at the birds of the air. I can't look at the birds of the air. I need a job. I can't look at the birds of the air. I don't even have a car. I can't look at the birds of the air. My son is failing the 11th grade. I can't look at the birds of the air. 
I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not feeling well. I'm sick. I can't look at the birds of the air. I don't have time for that. My husband just said that he was leaving and he wasn't coming back. Jesus, no offense, but you look at the birds of the air. Like, I know how, I know how you feel. And, and I think once we kind of got done with our rant, Jesus would probably look at us and go, are, are, are you finished now? Are you finished now? I, I'm, listen, I'm not trying to discount the importance of everything that you have going on. And I'm not discounting the importance of, of what you're having to figure out and walk through. What I'm trying to get you to do I'm just trying to get you to, to pull back because the reason you're so worried is because you are so hyper-focused on the uncertainty of, to, of tomorrow and it's causing you to be overwhelmed with worry today. You see, your devotion goes with your focus and then emotion will generally follow your devotion and you're just in this tailspin and I'm just trying to get you to pull back. And he says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. You know, he, and he might say to us, he says, listen, the birds of the air, they don't have a 401k. They don't have a college education. You know, they don't walk around holding their kids' hands everywhere they go, making sure they wear a helmet everywhere they go so they don't get hurt. You know, he's not saying that. He says the birds of the air, they build their nest as high as they can in a tree. And whenever the time comes, they just push their kids out and just say, I hope you can fly, you know, like good luck. You know, I mean, how about that for a parenting model? You know, that, that, that's, you know that's, but Jesus is saying they don't sow and they don't reap. And this is really important for us to realize because if you misread this verse, you may think that Jesus is kind of making fun of your hard work and all that you're, all that you're pursuing and all that you're trying to do. And, but that's not it at all. Jesus is just trying to say, look at the birds of the air. They don't even really try. They're just all kind of flying around and just, they all, they just, all of a sudden they kind of think, you know what, it's getting a little bit cold. Like we should probably fly south for the winter. And they don't even really know why they're doing it. They just kind of do it on instinct. You know, they don't have plans. They don't have calendars. They don't use quick books. They don't set up budgets. They don't do any of the responsible things that you and I do. Yet Jesus says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. Yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Jesus is trying to get us to realize. He's asking us this question. Don't you realize just how much God loves you? Don't you realize just how concerned about you and your life and your family God actually is? He says, like, you, you, you were made in his image. Whenever you go back to the book of Genesis and you read creation story, you, you'll read that God made a lot of amazing things. He made a lot of cool stuff. But when it came to you and when it came to me, when it came to mankind, he said, this is different. I'm going to make man and I'm going to make woman and I'm going to create them in my image so that when I look at them, I see me. And whenever they see me, whenever they look at me, they're going to recognize just how much I love them and just how much I care for them. And Jesus is saying, I don't want you to go into denial, but I'm teaching you that you can face the uncertainty of tomorrow without being consumed by the worry of it today. He's not saying be irresponsible and it's all going to work out. That's not what he's saying at all because that's, that's just fate. And, and, and fate is not what Jesus is teaching us. Jesus is teaching us to, to put our trust in a heavenly father. He's saying, look, I want you to sow. I want you to reap. I want you to knock on doors. I want you to work hard. I want you to study. I want you to do your best. I want you to set your goals. I want you to do all of those things. But once you've done everything that you can do for today, I want you to rest in this truth. God loves me. And he's more concerned about my life than the lives of birds who don't really try. Yet look at all of this hard work I've been putting in. Look at all of these preparations that I've been making. And after I've done everything I can do for today, 
I can rest in the truth of knowing that God loves me and cares about me. So much so to the point that I don't have to worry about what's next right now. It's an incredible thing to think about. It's an incredible way to live. And then as we continue to read, Jesus asks another question. He says in verse 27, Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? Essentially saying, listen, if you don't like my way, if you don't like my plan, if it's too simple for you, then go ahead and worry. Go ahead and hyper-focus on the what and the what about and the how and the when and the how much. And then whenever you do all of that, ask yourself, am I really helping myself? Am I really helping myself? By worrying about today, am I creating any level of certainty for tomorrow? And then he asked this question again, talking about clothes. He says, and why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. He's saying that like you labor and you spin, you create clothes, but the flowers of the field, like they're lazy. They don't do any of that stuff. Yet God takes care of them. You see how well taken care of they are. And then as we move into verses 29 and 30, Jesus says this. He says, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the fields, which are here today and then thrown into the fire tomorrow, will he not much more clothe you? And then look at how he closes this out. You of little faith. You of little faith. You see, worry, what Jesus is trying to get us to understand is that worry is a devotion issue. And the devotion issue is a faith issue. You see, our emotions get attached to the things that we're most devoted to. And Jesus says, the reason that it's difficult for you to trust me is because your devotion doesn't lie with me. Your focus isn't on me. Your, your devotion and your focus is on the uncertainty of tomorrow. And you are so focused on the issues of tomorrow. And listen, in the issues of tomorrow, they're important issues. Jesus addressed them. What am I going to eat? What am I going to wear? You know, and, and notice, Jesus isn't saying that these things aren't important. It's the very opposite. Jesus knows. He's not saying that, ah, yeah, you don't really need to eat tomorrow. You don't really need clothes to wear tomorrow. That's not what he's saying at all. His point isn't that these things are not important. His point is, is that the uncertainty of tomorrow doesn't have to create worry within us today. And all we have to do is shift our devotion, shift our focus. And listen, and I know where you get stuck because I get stuck in the same place. You get stuck on the thought of like, well, I know that God can. I'm just not always sure that God will. Listen, listen, I know that God can take care of me. I know that God can provide that job for me. I know that God can help me get into that right school. I know that God can ensure my future, but I know that He can. I know that He can. I know that He can. I'm just not always sure that, that He will. And Jesus is just trying to teach us that, hey, in the face of the uncertainty that tomorrow brings, just trust. Just trust. You know, it's not trust if, it's not trust when, it's just, it's just trust. Because the issue of worry is an issue of faith or confidence in God. And let me ask you this, what if you woke up, what if you could wake up every single day knowing that God was in fact your heavenly father and knowing in fact that, that, that he could be trusted? What, what would that cause your life to look like? Well, let me ask you this, if, if, you could, if you could wake up every day knowing that and having confidence in those things, what would you worry about? I think, let me answer for you. The truth is, is you wouldn't worry about anything because your trust would, 
your, your trust would be in your heavenly father and his ability to take care of you and provide for you instead of your ability to create certainty for tomorrow. And here's the deal. Newsflash, not one single person, not one of us has ever been able to predict the certainty of tomorrow. Not one of us has ever been able to, to predict anything or determine anything about our future at any point. And Jesus is simply saying, look, has, he's asking us this, has God been faithful to you whenever you faced uncertainty in the past? Well, well yeah, but, 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 but things are different now. T- the time is different. Life has changed. Situations have changed. The economy has changed. And, and Jesus is sitting there thinking like, well, well, yeah, I get that. But let me ask you this. But in the face of everything else that has changed, what about God has changed? Well, 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 nothing. And he's like, right, you of little faith. And so today, as we just begin to kind of close things out, I'm going to kind of just leave it there, and we're going to pick back up again next week. And, and as we prepare to wrap up today and, and enter into a brand new week, I, I just want to leave you with, with a couple of things. There are a couple of things that I want you to do on, on, you know, on the heels of this message. And and really just kind of just and just thinking about this and we're really going to dig into this next week and, and Jesus really, really makes it clear. But if if your worry, if our worry is driven by the things that we are most devoted to, here's what I want you to think about for next week. Between now and next week, I just simply just want to want you to ask yourself this question. What am I most devoted to? What am I most devoted to? And if you want to know what you are most devoted to, think about the thing or the things that you worry about most. Because very often, I think you'll realize this, that, is that our worry is driven by the things that we are most devoted to. And next week, we're going to see Jesus draw this really amazing parallel between the two. And you and I are going to have a chance to lessen our worry level as we learn how to shift some of our devotion. And another big question is that whenever you identify what you are devoted to, ask yourself this, if, if this is what I'm devoted to, is this really what life is all about? And if what I'm devoted to isn't what life is really all about, should it control the majority of my devotion? So ask yourself that question. What am I most devoted to? And then whenever you identify that thing, ask yourself this question. Is what I'm devoted to, is that really what life is all about? And if it's not what life is all about, should it really control my my devotion? And then the third thing I want you to do is simply this. Uh, Just five mornings this week, would you be willing to open up your Bible and turn to Matthew chapter 6 and read verses 24 through 34? Just five days this week. These are the verses that we were teaching on today. It's going to be the verses we teach on next week. And if you would commit to doing that, here's what I predict. I predict that if you would be willing to do that, one of these verses or two of these verses, if not all of these verses, are going to begin to kind of jump out at you and just stand out to you. And God is going to use that passage of Scripture to shift some things within your heart and within your mind as it pertains to worry. And not just because we're teaching about worry over the course of the next few weeks through this series, but I really believe that God will shift some things within your heart and mind permanently as it pertains to worry. Because... If Jesus is commanding us, instructing us to stop worrying, I think we have to assume that there's a way that we can actually do that. And this passage of Scripture, then the teaching of Jesus, is going to lead us on a journey over the next couple of weeks to that very conclusion. So there are some things to think about this week. There are some things to pray over this week, some questions to ask yourself, and you have some Scripture to read this week. Matthew chapter 6, verses 24 through 34. 
And as we, and as we do that, I believe that over the next few weeks together, you and I can learn how to lessen the worry in our lives by shifting our devotion. Well, thank you so much for joining us here today for Gateway City Church Online. I pray that this message has encouraged you. I pray that it's challenged you and will help you as you move through this week. I hope you have an incredible day today with your family. I hope you have a great week. And we look forward to seeing you throughout this week and next week for week two of the series, Why Worry, at 1030 a.m. next Sunday morning. Take care. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much for joining us at church today. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, or if you have a prayer request, please send us a message. Our team would love to partner alongside you through this new journey. And if you'd like to partner with us financially, you can do so by going to gatewaycitychurch.co slash give. We appreciate your giving more than you know. Thank you so much for your continued generosity. And church family, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Make sure you connect with us throughout the week on Facebook, Instagram, and Zoom small groups. We love you guys, and we hope to see you back next Sunday.